Hey, Tech Leads, we're back. Welcome to the Tech Lead Coaching Podcast. This is a podcast for tech leads, hands-on engineering managers, and startup CTOs. We focus on these first-line leadership positions because they are terribly hard roles for most people. For most of us who find our way into these roles, they're a pretty big challenge because you're making a transition from an individual contributor, technical resource, as much as I hate that word, to having to navigate all these complicated, unpredictable humans and yet still be really technical. My name is Michael Rice and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I try to bring you some useful stuff you can put to use today to make you more effective in the role, whether you're brand new or you're highly experienced. Tech Leads, this is episode number 56 and we made it to Friday. It's Friday, Tech Leads. You made it. Friday, September 20th, 2019. So that's 09-20-19. I don't know. I'm trying to make something out of that. I guess it doesn't work. I guess the days of whatever that was called where it was like 12-12-12 or 11-11-11. Can't do that anymore. Anyway, today we are going to wrap up our discussion on influence this week. Um, we did three days on it. I think we had some interesting topics, so we'll explore them a little bit more in detail coming up. Uh, remember the new structure of these podcasts is that I'm going to float some ideas to you that I think you can put to use right away in your tech leadership. But really, the more thorough guidance, um, what I think is the better stuff, is on my paid newsletter at michaelrice.substack.com. Of course, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's a bargain at 7 bucks a month, I think, um, because I think I'm bringing you stuff that you can't really find anywhere else that's really focused on tech leadership. I'm always curious to know what you think, so definitely send me an email or give me some feedback. And don't forget, I always have a bunch of free stuff to give you, and I'll describe it at the end of this episode. All right, let's start today, Friday. We'll take it easy. This It's the end of the week. It's been a long week. So let's kind of review what we were doing on Monday. We started our week's journey with this mysterious thing called Influence. This is something that I think if you're in like sales or maybe politics or other fields, you think a lot about. You might not think much about it when you're a tech lead and you're busy thinking about Kafka or Kubernetes or serverless or all this other stuff that tends to take up all your mental cycles. But as a lead, influence is super important as we started We started out this Monday with. So it's important because most tech leads don't really have direct command and control capabilities. Some of them do. It's Some of them have it by proxy or some are called like tech lead managers. But really for most tech leads and, and truly for most good managers, all you really want to do is use lead, uh, influence to lead. This is critically important. And one of the things I wanted to do this week that I I hope I'm doing is dispel the notion that it's some kind of mysterious quality that only certain people have, right? Like you have influence or you don't. My belief is that it's something that you do. It's a simple skill to learn and define, actually. It may be very hard to master, but really it's very simple to describe. Um, Doing it and actually wielding that kind of power takes practice and mastery, but you can do it. So let's look back at our simple definition. The Merriam-Webster definition of one of the, I think the important one, is that influence is, quote, the act or power of producing an effect 
without the apparent exertion of force or direct exercise of command. So I think that last point of like not actually exerting force or directly exercising command and control type capabilities, that's really the key differences or the difference between managers and leaders, at least in my mind. Because if leadership is truly followership, as John Maxwell talks about, and we'll get to John in a minute at the end of this podcast, um, it means that people are actually changing their behavior. It's easy to hit a follow button on Twitter or LinkedIn or, or Instagram or whatever, but that's not really leadership, right? Leadership means people are following you. They're changing their behavior to do what you're leading them to do. So the change in behavior or effect comes from your influence. So the biggest thing I wanted to put in your ear or your mind this week was the influences all around you all the time. And people do it in all kinds of different ways. You probably see it at work. You see it everywhere you turn. And it's something you can do too. You can master it in your own way. You don't have to have a really dominant style to make it work. Maybe you do. We called it the high D, the disc profile, right? The high dominant style. Um, I don't have the high D style. I have a different style and probably you do too. So even though you see that style all over the place and those folks tend to rise into to lead roles, you can do it without doing that or without having that characteristic. So then that was kind of Monday, right? And then on Wednesday, we did like an example, right? So I used this example of a guy named George, the security architect, who's a big, loud, and obnoxious. He comes in and he crushes, crushes your meeting with his own brand of tech leadership, right? <laughs> and so in our story on episode number 55, and I think that I thought I did a pretty good job writing it up, um, I gave you what I think is a relatable story, right? You're trying to collaborate with your team. You're not getting much traction. This obnoxious guy, George, breaks into the meeting, shows up, and wields a lot more tech leadership than you had at that moment. And so I use that story to illustrate six influence techniques that come from the well-known research of Professor Cialdini on persuasion. So I'll just kind of summarize them here. There are six. There are reciprocity, scarcity, authority, consistency, liking, and consensus. So in case you haven't heard the other podcasts yet, Reciprocity is the idea that if I offer you something, kind of something unexpected or special or unique for you, then you tend to reciprocate, right? So if I offer you something valuable, you feel obligated to do something in return. So that's kind of a form of influence. It could be a little, all these forms can be kind of manipulative, so you got to be careful with it. But it's it's a form and it works. The next is a very powerful one. It's scarcity, and it's the idea that there isn't enough time, resources, opportunities, people, um, whatever, and so things need to happen quickly or, or you know, change the priority for you, and that's what George did very well, right? He like made this issue of scarcity. Authority is the big one. That's the one we tend to like lean on quite a bit especially in tech fields. So the idea is, you know, I have superior experience, knowledge, insight, um, you know, basically maybe raw mental capabilities because I went to some top school. The idea is like I have some kind of um, authority and therefore you should listen to me. And this is especially predominant like in open source cultures where you have really strong um, leads in those areas who people will follow them just because of what their accomplishments are. This is problematic to me because I think we tend to glom onto this one, um, but it's it's hard, right? And um, and I think it's a good way to make an excuse for you in terms of why you don't have 
influence because you think you don't have the authority, but that's not the only way. All right, so I should speed up. Um, three more, we have consistency. Um, consistency is the idea that you um, you tend to want to be consistent with your own um, sense of self-identity. So if, I'm, if I can influence you by saying that what you're doing is or is not consistent with who you are. Liking is the idea that uh, people will follow you because they like you. It doesn't have to be like backyard barbecue liking. It can just be like, I respect you. I think you respect me, so I follow you. And then finally, consensus is the idea that, you know, if everybody else is doing something, then you're going to be inclined to do it too. That's like a very powerful one that goes all the way back to probably like grade school, right? Then we talked about the four core. I always want to keep the four core highly top of mind for you, highly relevant. I think they are powerful techniques. They aren't really influence techniques, but obviously they're not meant to create strategies for influence. But, you know, they have some of the elements of the Cialdini factors. So um, we could talk about them really quickly. There are things like listening, right? Listening is great for creating reciprocity. You listen, so they listen. It's especially useful for working with people you haven't worked with because it's a little unexpected, it's special, and you get to go first. The next is crafting visions, right? So here, this is pretty great. The, the method itself doesn't create influence, but it's an opportunity for you to apply some of the influence techniques. So in crafting your vision, you could work in all kinds of stuff. You can bolster your vision with scarcity, invoking authority, consensus, consistency. You could work all those techniques into it. Um, having a high energy level, this is just kind of a thing I think, uh, you know, I'm probably like pushing too hard to try to tweak this in, but I do think if you have a high energy level, it does make you seem like someone who people want to follow. So it's a, it's a type of authority. Um, definitely not my, um, my strongest application of Cialdini, but you know, it's out there. You could use it. And then finally, probably the most important is the tracking and adjusting. So in these close conversations with people on the team, this is where you get to use a huge range of the skills, right? You can use liking, scarcity, reciprocity, consistency, um, all of them. And basically use all these techniques in these like really close in individual conversations. So if you master these tools, you'll be amazed at how you can make things move down at the individual level. So definitely worth your time. Finally, I want to leave you with a little bit about John Maxwell. So John Maxwell is really the one, um, he's like kind of my favorite. He's very prolific on leadership. Um, and in his book, um, I have both of them. There's one called De- Developing the Leader with You and You 2.0. I have 2.0, and I also have the first one. Um, John gets kind of in the beginning right to the bottom line. He says, look, quote, leadership is influence. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. So leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. And then he has this funny quote that you often hear him repeat often. He says, he who thinketh, he leadeth, and hath no f- and hath no one following him, is only taking a walk. He who thinketh, he leadeth, and hath no one following him, is only taking a walk. That's pretty cool, right? I think there's a lot of people who think of themselves as leaders, but may not have many people following. So he has some really practical advice. I mean, obviously John Maxwell's got great stuff, and he and it's really aimed at those of us at the first level of leadership on how to develop more influence. And so I'm just going to recite some of them. They're actually my interpretations. I'll relay the ones that are most important. There's eight of them. 
The first one is really kind of at that first level, leadership level, consistently do your day-to-day, everyday stuff with excellence. I mean, that's probably how you got here anyway. You do good work, so do more of it. Do it excellently. The next one is accept responsibility for the leadership influence you have. You don't. Off, I, I tried to lead off with this this week. You influence people whether you know you are or aren't. So accept responsibility for it. That's what leaders do. Think about the things you say. I often say things flippantly and then then they come across the wrong way and then I have to backpedal and it's just a mess, right? So, so be responsible for it. Take ownership of it. Number three, step into as many leadership opportunities as you can. This is my paraphrase. And learn from each one of them. Some of them are going to go great. Some of them are going to backfire badly. Learn and, and adjust and get better. Number four, don't rely on your title to help you lead. You can use your tech lead title. You can use your authority. You're in the role probably because you're superior in one way or another. Don't let that be the basis of your leadership. Then also number four, learn to find something to value in everyone on the team. This is actually my adaptation of what he said. My idea here is like everybody on the team has something to value. Even if, you know, as a tech lead, often you're kind of elevated into the role with a team that you are already part of. So you may have some some points of view on those individuals. But, you know, put aside some of those negative points of view and remember everybody has something to value. Um, number five is care more about people than the rules. I like that one. Rules are important. Process is important, especially as a manager. But the people are what makes the system work, right? Um, number seven Shift your focus from what you want, what you want as a leader, what the individuals want, to what we can do as a team, right? So always team-focused. And then finally, number eight, and I think this one is very important. If you're really going to lead, you're going to make the other person's success, the person on your team, the people around you, you're going to make their success your own personal goal. So with that, it's Friday. You earned it. Let's close it out. All right. Thanks for listening to, to me this week, Tech Leads. It's Friday. Let's wrap it up. We're on this mission together. We're trying to figure out this Tech Lead hands-on EM and startup CTO thing where there are lots of expectations and often too little support. So thank you for taking me on this journey with you. Don't forget, we always have some free resources. That's where we started. I think everything should be as free as, free as possible. Um, we do a free email about once a week, maybe three to four times a month. Uh, got the Tech Lead Coaching Network, which we are trying to get rolling. I say that month after month. It takes forever to get network effects, especially when it's just me, and that's all I got. I don't have a big uh, marketing uh, budget, but it is a peer-to-peer coaching support system I'm trying to pull together. If you are in Los Angeles with me, sunny LA, it's beautiful in September, um, you can come to the Tech Lead Workshops LA or let me know if you want to start a sim- similar meetup in your community. They're a ton of fun. Um, And finally, you can download my free book, How to Be a Tech Lead on LeanPub. But no matter what, I want to hear from you. Drop me an email to me at michaelrice.com or hit me up on Twitter at michaelrice. And you did it this week. You made it to the end of the week. Hopefully, you're making the most of this opportunity, Tech Leads. It's a big step up in your career. You're going to do great. You're doing great. And I'm glad to be on this journey with you. See you on Monday. Kudos to my dad 